Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever the time of day is that you're uh, joining us, very happy to have you here. This is Brian Kaderna. I'm your host, and you are now listening to the Kaderna Podcast. So if you didn't recognize by whatever link it was that you clicked to get here, or whatever uh, message that was shared to you, this is the pilot episode. This is the first go-round uh, for your host here. So I've been on podcasts, been on TV, radio shows, etc., um, but this is actually my first time running the show, so bear with me if we have a couple hiccups on our first go-round. Uh, but no, I think we got most of these things under control today, and I'm very excited to start this journey with you and share any information or knowledge that I can uh, to try and improve your overall situation, which we're going to dive right into. So you're saying, what's my situation? What the, what's the heck is this guy talking about already? Well, what I'm talking about is wealth. And I think a lot of people out there, they look at wealth and they think, okay, we're talking money, right? You know, we're talking investments, how to grow money, how someday, you know, I can retire and dive into my bed full of gold coins and bounce around with bags of money on my back. Um, that's maybe one definition. And if it is, you know, more power to you, nothing wrong with that. Um, but having been in this career for over a decade now as a financial advisor and uh, doing a lot of speaking and writing on the topic, I've come to find, uh, you know, with that old saying, I don't believe that money buys happiness. So you're not going to ever hear that on this show. But I think the understanding of it can certainly help get us there in some way, shape or form. It might be a small contributing factor. And so that's what I want to talk about as we go through these weekly podcasts is how can you be smart with your money? How do you figure out all this stuff that's out there that we're inundated with? How do we separate fact from fiction? How do we take what seems so far out there and reduce it to simplicity and then actually apply it to our own world so that we can actually have some success and some benefit um, from what's marketed so heavily to, to all of us out there? So why don't we start with uh, some of my philosophies here? That might be a good launch pad for us. So one of the terms I like to throw around, like any other good financial advisor, is wealth. Right? People think of wealth, like I said, in a lot of different terms. It, it might be you know, being filthy rich. That's not the way that I define it. I personally like to go back to the etymology of the word. So if you actually look up wealth, you know, where did that, that whole ideal come from? That idea, I should say. We go all the way back to the old English uh, language, which is the word wheel. That's, that's its original uh, derivative. And that's W-E-A-L, not wheel like on your car. And what wheel meant is well, or a state of well-being. Eventually, wheel merged itself with the word healthy, as we all know health, and we created wealthy. So all that wealthy actually meant was a state of well-being. And I think that was an honorable pursuit for any individuals to try and improve their overall situation. Somewhere along the line, the perhaps the financial industry or the media kind of hijacked that term and applied that directly to money. And I think that's where we have that connection, which in my opinion is a bit false, but nevertheless, that's where people are seeing wealthy as money. I'm here to tell you, yes, it certainly has a uh, role in the, the conversation of money, but that's not really where it came from. So my show is going to be obviously about money to the extent that it can improve your well-being. And through that, obviously understanding money and that financial literacy, okay? So when we look at the state of well-being, how to increase, you know, our well-being, one of the first things we probably look at is, well, what bothers us? You know, what, what makes us tick for good, or, for good or worse? 
better or worse, and you know what really bothers us. What is a stressor in our world? And stress can be defined so many different ways. You know, we might see a Navy SEAL on an operation in Afghanistan be amidst a firefight and they just are in the zone and it's like they have ice in their veins and they seem unfazed. You know, do they, are they masters at containing that stress or do they not even define that as stress in their world? Whereas you're likely to maybe pull out of work one day, maybe you're listening to the podcast right now and you got into a traffic jam and your blood's boiling and you're worrying about all the rest of the things that are going to now go wrong with the remainder of your day and you feel stress. So why is one stressful? Why is one not? And anything in between? Let's figure out how we can remove one of the biggest stresses. When we Google that term, you're bound to find endless articles on finance. Relationships, unfortunately ending or leading towards divorce because of financial disagreements or miscommunication of what we're doing with our money. Businesses going south, families having infighting, all these things surrounding money, that worry of what are we doing with our money? What's going to happen tomorrow? Where are we going to go? So I think that if one of the first things we can do is remove that, that stress caused by money, then, you know, at least we're well on our way to being able to pursue those passions or those other things that will then create and generate happiness for us. So you'll never hear me say that money buys happiness. I don't believe that at all. I'm a huge uh, history buff, a fan of Abe Lincoln. One of his most famous sayings was, you know, happiness is a choice. Okay, so if we can choose to be happy, what the heck does money have to do with that? So money is not immediately going to, you know, equal happiness. It's not like an input and an output, but it is definitely a contributing factor in some respect. And so if we can increase our happiness and reduce our stress, I know I'm kind of being a little bit uh, loquacious here. That's what we want to try and do. And I'm here to tell you what we can do with money um, to try and better that position. All right. So some of the things that we'll look at, um, I think would be good if we kind of start again, we heard my philosophy on wealth, if we can go to just kind of my basics of finance. So we could call these like the five tenets of financial planning, if you will, or perhaps the five tenets of the Kaderna podcast. And then I think this will kind of be like the springboard to a lot of further conversations that we're all going to have um, on this financial dialogue. So I apologize if you're not watching today and you can't see this visual. I'll do my best to kind of uh, walk you through it in words. But the five tenants, uh, the first one is protection first. All right. Protection first, fully and forever. In finance, like in a lot of other aspects in life, we're only as strong as our weakest link. You can build the most beautiful financial plan out there. But the fact of the matter is accidents happen. You know, kind of like Forrest Gump said, um, you know, in some other words, you know, life is going to happen to us. And, and, you know, no matter what goes on day to day, always the unexpected is going to occur. Either something very much better than we anticipated or far, far worse or anything in between. No, nothing ever goes exactly as planned. So if there's a way that we can protect ourselves from these unforeseeable and foreseeable threats that are out there, we've done ourselves a good way of kind of building a base for a financial plan. So don't let yourself ever end up being that story, you know, that you can't believe what happened to so-and-so because they weren't prepared. Okay. You got that old saying, nobody ever, you know, plans for failure, but they fail to plan. And then that ends up being a consequence. So we'll spend time as uh, you know, the podcast goes on talking about protection. And then the next thing, once we've kind of checked off that box is we're going to talk about how do you build liquidity? You know, how do you actually manage a budget? How do you actually build a rainy day fund or a nice cushion for yourself? 
that's going to open up so many more doors in life when you feel that you do have that comfort and peace of mind of a little bit of money standing behind you. Okay. I'm not the first to say this. I won't be the last, you know, cash is king. That's what's going to give you control. As Warren Buffett used to say, and I'm sure still quotes it, it's not so much about how your investments behave. It's about how you behave with your investments. If we do not have liquidity, we don't have so much of a choice as how to behave with those investments. But when we're in a position where now we are liquid, you'll find much more opportunity to kind of play the game on your terms rather than be a pawn in this whole economic world. So we got protection first, then we talk about building liquidity, having kind of a sound budget. The third one of these five tenants is going to be how do you manage your debt, in particular your high interest debt, okay? So that'll probably draw to mind, you know, credit cards, um, student loans we'll spend some time talking about uh, that have kind of creeped into that higher interest category. Uh, you know, how do you actually manage all that? How do you reduce it, all right? I'm not the best swimmer in the world, but I guarantee there's a way I could beat Michael Phelps. All right, if we were to tie a bowling ball to his ankle, I guarantee you I'll beat him. I'll beat him in a race. <laughs> Don't doubt me on it. I could do it. I'm not talking about a little pink bowling ball like those kid ones that would float, you know, a real bowling ball and uh, yeah, he'll sink. I'll win. I'll beat him. Well, anyways, what I'm saying here is, is credit cards, you know, debt that gets out of control. That's, that's what's going to make us sink. So you got to manage that stuff. Protection first, build your liquidity, manage your debt. Number four is going to be how do you build foundational wealth? And what I mean by that, again, foundational wealth, there's that word wealthy again. Uh, we want to try and see how can we do something in a safe manner that has a systematic plan, typically looking for something like guarantees. And you might be saying, hey, there are no guarantees in finance. There's no such thing. Anybody could go bankrupt tomorrow. I get that. I, I totally understand that. You know, maybe the safest thing out there is a bond issued through the, you know, the treasury here in the United States. And who knows what will happen to America? I don't know. But we have to look for where are those safe havens? Where can we actually create something that we can count on down the road? All right. So I think those are your first four. Those are certainly the most important. And then number five is going to be how do we actually maximize growth? Okay. This is far and away the one that gets the most attention from major media, the most talked about at the cocktail party. Did you see what that stock did? Let's compare mutual fund to ETF. Talk to me about your retirement plan. What rates of return you got? All that fun stuff, you know, sex sells. That's, that's where the media is at. You know, I could sit here and tell you from a pure health standpoint, you know, follow the food pyramid and exercise every morning. Do your push-ups and sit-ups. It's boring, but it works and you'll have a healthy life. But that'll never ever be put in a, you know, uh, the latest fitness magazine. That can't possibly hold a candle to lose 20 pounds in two weeks or how do you get a six pack you know, in five minutes a day. That's what we're conditioned to look at as you know, the path to success. Whereas a lot of us, we kind of lose that patience and that discipline and we become kind of subjected to you know, what we're conditioned again by the mass media. So not to say that they're doing right or wrong, obviously maximizing growth and finding that, that alpha, if you will, is critical. But I think that this one comes last in this order here because steps one through four can lead you towards a healthy, wealthy, happy life. The fifth one can certainly amplify that, but it is not absolutely mission critical. And so I think that's why that's gonna be the last of our five tenets. So in conclusion, we got protection first, we have build liquidity, 
emergency fund, et cetera, build your budgeting, manage your debt, build foundational wealth, and then let's talk about maximizing growth. And as time goes on every week, we're going to address all of these in detail and be very specific of actionable items you can take and apply to your own life. You might be sitting there, you know, in your car right now or in some cubicle using your boss's time and trying to stay out of trouble, which is fine as long as you're listening to my podcast, not a problem there. And you're probably saying, man, that sounds so simple. You know, this guy's a financial advisor and that's, he just gave us five steps and that's it. That's all you got to do. It is simple. Then why are we failing? Why is the most affluent country in the history of mankind spending every day worrying about money? You know, so many people out there dealing with these issues. What I'd like to do real quick is take a step way, way back in kind of a philosophical sense. And if you look at uh, Plato, you know, Greek philosopher and his famous Republic, there's a story in Plato's Republic called the Allegory of the Cave. And what that story is about is a few few cavemen that live deep, deep into a cave. They spend generations there and uh, they never, ever get out of that cave. They're chained all the way to the back wall and don't even see the light of day. And that's the way that they live. And then one day, one of their captors goes and actually releases the prisoner and says, you're free. And so he walks around the cave. He spots his shadow and curiosity gets the best of him. He starts to follow that shadow until he sees sunlight. And then he exits the entrance of the cave and he sees all the beauty of God's green earth. He sees the sunlight. He sees these birds flying through the air that before he could only hear chirping off in the distance. He sees the lush green grass and the mountains in the distance. And he's awed by the beauty. And he runs back into the cave all the way deep back to the cave where the prisoners are, excited to tell them of what's outside of that cave. And do you know what the prisoners do? They kill him. They kill him and furthermore, they go on to say, you know, even knowing with the knowledge of what could be out there, we're going to stay here. We'll stay in our cave. And this is going way, way back in time. And it shows us that us humans were creatures of habit. We don't like to break stride. We're sometimes apprehensive to try what's new. And we're comfortable with what is. And we don't always accept change so readily. So... I've given you five exercises here that I think are pretty profound, yet pretty simple. And I think the issue we have is whether it be major media, maybe the way that we're raised or just the way that we're interacting with our friends when we get together at that, uh, that barbecue. And we're conditioned to look at certain things as success or wealth. Okay. If we take a step all the way back to what wealth is and define it on our own terms and keep an open mind, I think that's where we can learn and we can go back to basics and get to where we need to be as opposed to being, you know, a reactionary subject to, you know, the marketing that's out there and often playing on vanity and other things that are a little uh, less productive in life. So that's what I ask you is to take this journey with me. Um, I'm going to deliver a message to you. I, I want to hear about what you have questions on. That's why it is a dialogue. And I'll try and get all the information that you can impart on your own life to, to better your situation. And as the messenger, I ask that when I run back into that cave, you don't kill me. And that maybe you do follow me and, and look at your shadow and follow me out of that cave. And we'll see what we can accomplish together. 
So that's what we're going to be doing. I'm very happy that you joined me. Um, just real quick for a couple disclosures, because again, I do this as a living. Um, I am a certified financial planner. I have securities licenses, insurance licenses, operating, you know, all different states. Um, so there is several different, uh, you know, ethical standards I have to abide by as far as what I could say, not say, where I can post things. Um, so I'm not able to go kind of free range out there like a lot of the quote unquote talking heads of media today, um, which I think is good, you know, because that'll keep me on my game. And I think it's something that everyone needs to be aware of when they do get that information is, you know, who's talking to them? What's their motive? What's their experience? What's their knowledge? And how does it apply to you, the end user? Okay. So this is meant for informational purposes, uh, general information. I counsel you that uh, you should spend some time on your own situation. This is everything in finances case by case and to even go seek professional help um, so that you act on an individual basis uh, and don't just kind of throw yourself into the mix. All right. So without further ado, uh, last thing that I'd like to conclude with is we're doing a fun raffle here. Uh, Facebook is definitely one of the mediums that I am sharing all this through uh, this podcast. So please like our Facebook page, share it with your friends. And then every Sunday, we're going to be raffling off a $10 Amazon gift card to a lucky winner. Um, anybody that liked or shared our Facebook page. So that's all you got to do. And then you could even win twice. We're going to be doing this every Sunday all the way up until October. All right. So we got July to October. We'll be doing that raffle. Uh, the reason it ends there, that's when my wife's birthday is. And again, I'm a finance guy. I got to I can't be giving out you guys out $10 gift cards. I got to save a few dollars, get her a nice gift. Um, anywho, that's pretty much it for today. And I'm very happy that you joined us. Please tune in every week and uh, talk to me. Let me know what topics you want to hear. And then we're going to bring it straight to you. Short, concise, you know, 10 to 15 minute podcast, things you need to know that you can walk away with and say, all right, I can, I can implement that. I can learn more from that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll change some lives as we go. Thank you for turning into the tuning into the Kaderna podcast and especially thanking you for uh, listening here for our pilot episode. All right, we'll see you next week 